Hi, you're listening to Hanging with the Oregon Homies. This is Frankie and... And this is Oscar. And so today, uh, we're going to talk with you about the New York Times bombshell investigative report that came out, oh gosh, I think it was about three or four days ago, um, about uh, migrant kids being used, uh, abused really, um, uh, and having to work uh, 10, 12 hours a night in uh, these factories. And, and actually, unfortunately, there's just about every everything you're wearing, everything you're eating has, I think, probably been touched by kids 12, sometimes as young as 9, um, sometimes older. And so this is really what we want to talk about today. It's as we talk about immigration, this is one of the fallouts, I think, of, of having, not having a good immigration policy because it opens up the, the uh, ability of, of people who aren't honest to take advantage of, of um, the people that are at the border. And so, as you know, we've talked a little bit already about immigration but we've barely scratched the surface. And then, and then this um, report came out, and I thought, hmm, this is, this is really right up our alley to talk about. So let me just give some basic facts if you haven't read that report that um, the New York Times um, just released. What, what, um, what the New York Times did is they interviewed over 100 kids and... Um, who are considered unaccompanied minors. And um, that's a specific, and, and, and Oscar, you might be able to talk more um, intelligently um, about this than I can, but as I understand it, the U.S. has had this policy for quite a long time at the border that if a child comes, to, to, I, comes forward and says, I'm here alone, mm-hmm then they're supposed to be handled carefully and, yes. and um, not necessarily detained, but uh, uh, they're supposed to find a place for them to stay, maybe with a relative or being sponsored by somebody. And so they're really handled very differently than the families that are at the border. Mm-hmm. Correct. And I don't know how old they're considered where they get that treatment is that like up to the time they're 18 or yes yes uh, and uh, for most of these children and uh, when you think about it is that uh, the uh, first thing that the uh, government that wants to do it's place them that with a relative right and unfortunately not everybody has a uh, relative right. here that in the states so what they need to do is go through a venting process and uh, where they get a sponsor right now that this is at where the uh, New York Times reported that, that does point out that some of the problems that with sponsors it's that uh, some of these sponsors that are exploiting them, right. and it's really just trying to get money out of them. Right. And this is that one of the most difficult things that because we often see that one of the biggest things and uh, which we hear is that uh, uh, that migrants that are always stealing at the jobs. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, they are filling a void which nobody else wants wants to go work. 
Yeah. And and uh, this is where yes, and uh, this is a thing, and this is at the heart of the issue that that where we have that these un uh, unaccompanied minors that are being exploited. Right. 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 And they're being exploited in more than just one way. So if their sp sponsor and, and some of these sponsors, and I'm doing this in quotes, but nobody can see me. <laughs> Those sponsors um, can often be just as dangerous as the coyotes mm -hmm. who, you, you know, you pay to help you get across the border. They can be just as nasty and, and, um, and, um, and unsafe. And so what's happened is that these... These these sponsors and they and some of them have as many as twenty kids. Yeah. Then they contract with these big companies, um, like um, I was really surprised at some of the names of the companies: um, Whole Foods, um, uh, uh, Fruit of the Loom, Ben and Jerry's, mm -hmm. uh, Target, Walmart. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, yes. See and now. See now, this is the one of the things in the, which we have to think about. It's um, this is a subject that which that which that which we know about it, but we don't want to speak about it. That we don't want that nobody else to bring it out in the open because why? Um, uh, and see, and it's just like we say, out of mind, out of sight. Yeah. Well, and because people are getting rich, mm -hmm. it's serving other people's needs. And so why do something about it? And, and kids, so the kids are really in a catch 22 because they owe the sponsors often for money for helping them get settled. They, they owe the sponsors for room and board. And they also have the pressure of wanting to send money home to their families. And so and you know they they've been promised um, uh, education, but often that that doesn't happen because they're working sometimes twelve to fourteen hours a, a night in very very dangerous conditions. And this is really what I think has captured everybody's attention on this. There's twelve year old roofers in Florida and in Tennessee. Twelve year old kids on roofs. Underage slaughterhouse workers in Delaware, Mississippi, North Carolina, South Dakota. Um, and these kids are largely from Central America. So they don't have anyone looking out after mm -hmm. them. They're really depending on the gov our government to protect them. But as you say, and in 2022, I thought this was a pretty amazing stat, 130,000 unaccompanied minors entered the U.S. And the U.S. is responsible for those kids, but they've lost track of a lot of them. They don't know where they are. And, of course, um, Health and Human Services has been understaffed, so they don't have the staff to. And one of the social workers, uh, case managers, um, said we just have to look the other way because this is happening to so many of the kids mm -hmm. and we tell the authorities and the authorities don't do anything and but we were we were talking before we go on the air sometimes i think our best conversations are right before we go <laughs> on air but we were talking about how this is not new mm -hmm. we've known that this kind of thing has been going on forever 
you know. So so it's not like so it it while it's shocking and seems like it's new news, I I don't know that this is new news for any of us. Mm. No. See well the most important thing in which we need to keep it into perspective that because the main question is is uh see it see and it comes up to why kids leave their parents and go up north that's really the issue see and we have to understand the uh the major economic factors yes which that which that which compels families to send out that that children yeah and uh, this is always that uh, what gets lost within that the mainstream media yeah we only hear oh uh so and so and so that are uh that are uh, coming in uh but but yet w- we lose track of why yeah well, what we, are the factors we don't really want to know why mm-hmm. Because we don't want to do about anything much about it anyway. The why is is um, the wars and the famines and the and the and the the gang activity that that is happening. In fact, um, if you're from Cuba, Venezuela, or Nicaragua, we can't. The government, the U.S. government, can't send those folks back to their home countries because of the violence and the and um, and the poverty and and because because they're asylum seekers, so we've got these categories of people, and you know none of it makes any sense. And 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 so there's been a lot of press about this this story. And so and you know the the Biden administration is having to look at. Um, uh, in in May, um, Title Forty Two is going to expire, and and that's the that's the 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 law that was started by Trump, if I understand this correctly, to to not allow asylum seekers into the U.S. That everybody had to stay in Mexico um, or wherever they're from, um, and that they would deal with it. Um, in a different way, and that's expiring in May, and so they're trying to figure out what are we going to do when that expires, and so, you know, they've got this new idea, which I think just sounds terrible, that um, uh, the new asylum rule is that if you pass through another country, you can't apply for asylum in the U.S., (laughs) So all those folks in in South America who are is trying to escape really really death and destruction because they're passing through Mexico they can't apply for asylum in the US. This is crazy. Oh yeah. Uh see see and it's part of the reason is that we think that we can curve immigration that of uh just trying to en- to enact things like this, yeah. and so what happens is that we're actually hurting them. Yeah. Um, yes. Now, now, let's say for example that that if you have a uh, see a uh, Venezuelan child, mm-hmm. and that there is a, a pass that uh, 
just just south of Panama, and it's extremely dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are infested there with gangs and all this. And uh, these poor kids that are that are trying to navigate through there. Yeah. And and then the thing is that which we don't think about it. Um, we put a burden to other countries. Mm-hmm. And it's just like we said, uh, those those migrants that are crossing that into Mexico and they, they are from other countries, whose problem is it going to be now? It's going to be Mexico's problem. Right. And Mexico is trying to do the right mm-hmm. thing. Um, and, um, and they're willing to allow... Uh, asylum seekers to stay in Mexico. But what I was reading is that some of the folks are doing that just so that they can get through Mexico to get to the U.S. border. And so Mexico's kind of like, well, if you're not really wanting to stay here, but the, you know, and and in, in, in further programs, we'll talk more about the border camps and, mm-hmm. and the stuff going on there. Um, so Biden's got a plan for dealing with this, um, child labor problem. Um, and so what their plan is, um, is to, um, try to, um, have a crackdown clearly on these companies on the, and to tar- the Department of Labor is going to target the factories and the, and the suppliers because it's the suppliers, the company. So Fruit of the Loom isn't necessarily hiring unaccompanied minors themselves, but they're contracting with mm-hmm. labor companies that are doing it, that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and when it comes to that, that the hardest thing is that the fines that aren't uh, seen that aren't aren't really that appropriate at times. Right. It is that because we're speaking about big corporations. Right. And so let's say that if they got find that fifty million in the to them it's like, right, fine. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. See, um we don't solve that the problem. Right. Uh that one of the biggest things was of course um that of reading that at the article was that the uh, U.S. said uh, that to the spouse, uh, to the and to the relatives and uh, to the sponsors that one of the responsibilities was that was that these children are supposed to go to school, right? And they're not even in school. <laughs> yep. And see, and then that see, and some of these students that are going to school and uh, right after school that they go and work, yeah, just like adults. And uh, yeah. one of the things that which really touched me uh, yeah. with the article was that uh, the uh, Guatemalan children that are used to working from uh, going to school and that ended up going to work. Yeah. See, uh, to me, this was something that which was something that which was extremely um, painful in a to read. And the only thing, see, uh, the only reason that I say this was that, see, was that, see, was that, because I, when I used to work there at Toys R Us during the uh, Christmas season, uh-huh. we always had that a lot of high schoolers and uh, which would come in. Right. Okay. Now, now that bear in mind that in the Toys R Us, that at times that we were getting out three or four in the morning. 
that the only thing was that uh, was all of the managers knew yeah. the un that the underage that the underage employees by 10 p.m. they were released. Yeah, and they were supposed uh, to be. Yes, you see, and uh, they were extremely adamant that, uh, about this. If you were under 18 by uh, 10 o'clock, that I'm sorry, but you but but you have to clock out. Okay, so right there was an example that where see that where see that where there was accountability. Mm -hmm. Now, not all the companies that are going to do this, right. and see, and most companies, the biggest thing is trying to save money. Always, bottom line. Mm -hmm. So, so Always. if you hire a uh, un, see a underage child, and uh, what you're gonna say, yeah, 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 they are adults. Uh, we saw this and that, and see, and then that let's pay them seven twenty-five, the federal minimum. Right, right. Well, there's that too. Mm -hmm. You could pay them a lot less yep. than you might pay an adult. Let me see. So now, now that we ask that the same question, why do these children come to the U.S.? Mm -hmm. The main thing is children want to help that at their families. Okay. N yeah. See, nobody wants to see their family starve. It doesn't matter that uh, that if you're a child or if you're an adult, you never want to see that your family suffer, and this is why that these children make that dangerous trek yeah. that are reaching at the border. Yeah, and and when they were taking the the separating the parents from the kids, I remember hearing some of the mothers say. No, I want, this is okay because at least my child will mm -hmm. be in the United States. Even if they deport me, at least my child will have a better life. And, and think, people need to think about this. Think about sending your 12-year-old child thousands of miles by themselves, maybe with a family friend or, you know, to, to walk mm -hmm. <laughs> all the way through Mexico, no matter you know who knows how where they started, and then to wait in a in a in a camp. And mm -hmm. many of these camps are not safe for children. <laughs> They're not safe for adults. Yeah. You see, and it see, and it's kind of weird that be see that my niece, uh, that one of her ex boyfriends, uh, he was working then in these camps. Yeah. And he was in that in the camp that 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 which was south of El Paso, mm -hmm. okay. And that this is at the camp that which I had described that earlier that about just being tense, ten cities, extreme heat, yeah. extreme cold, crazy. And uh, one of the things that which he would say it's like yeah that they would try and hire educators, but nobody would come because. It is just overwhelming that, yeah. that with so many children. So, so see, and so thinking that about this is that again, uh, children should be children, and you see, yeah. and uh, see, and uh, see, and uh, to me, it's I've come that 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 from a point of view that where children should be a child, yeah. be and, and see, and uh, be able to grow and uh, be able to explore. Yeah. Not, 
not cut that out of their childhood and then go and work. And especially school, work, and then the, the, some of these children that were working till late, late in the evening and early morning hours. And really dangerous jobs, mm -hmm. jobs that are dangerous for adults to do. Mm -hmm. So there's no, there's no sense of humanity uh, here that first of all putting children to work that many hours and then putting children to work and such so really what's the message being sent to all of us you know and, and the message i get from it is that our lives don't matter mm -hmm. that migrant children's lives they're just throwaway children mm -hmm. and just just to exploit um and these kids are caught in the middle because they have no place to go they have no nowhere to live you know if they're providing housing for them and um, and they gotta have money to to send to home, so they're they're stuck. These kids are really mm -hmm. stuck. I want to remind people of the child labor laws, and um, because they're really very restrictive, as you were saying. So, sixteen is sort of a cutoff point. Under six, um, if you are under sixteen, um, on a school night you can only work three hours. And actually, I think that goes for over 16 mm -hmm. as well. And on the weekend, you can work no more than eight hours a day, um, and you cannot um, start before 6 a.m. or work later than 10, mm -hmm. as you were absolutely saying. The Federal Fair Labor Standards Act says kids under 18 and younger um, you know, it prohibits them from doing hazardous jobs. They call it oppressive, oppressive um, jobs. And, um, and they list all the kinds of jobs. But as we were talking earlier, farm labor tends to get a pass and nobody really pays attention because families get paid so little that every member of your family means you get to earn a little bit more. And so again, it's out of necessity that because I, I don't know if our listeners have seen these pictures on Facebook, but during graduation times, you'll see these heartwarming pictures of an 18-year-old dressed in their graduation regalia out in the field with their arm around their mother or their father mm -hmm. to, to celebrate with them. And so, so we have to bust these myths that, that, Kids come here just for fun or because they want to. I mean, they come here because they have to. Um, and that um, parents don't care about education because we know from personal experience, mm -hmm. I'm sure you know too, Oscar, I certainly know that education is always the, the, the uh, it's the way out. It's the way to succeed. And last, the, the harm this is doing to families because Families are so precious to us, and our children are so precious to us that can you imagine giving your child up just so that they can all survive? And so this is so wrong on so many <laughs> levels. I get very worked up about it because it, the way I've always felt about about being a Latina is that it's just lucky that I that I was born in the U.S. It's just lucky that I wasn't, you know, that I wasn't born in, 
Venezuela or in Guatemala. Um, and, and so I don't see myself necessarily, although I have lots of privileges, I don't see myself different from these families. I really feel a lot of, um, a lot of compassion for what they're all going through. And we've got to stop this. Mm -hmm. This is, this is, wouldn't be happening to white kids. Most definitely, yes, that, um, see that see and it's it's usually easier to put a brown kid and to go work yeah than compared to a white kid yeah and to me that won't and see and after reading that the article and the going through uh unicef one of the biggest things and which see and which we have never spoken about but it's something that which we really have to think about is that what about the uh, mental state that of these children. Really, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, and and maybe in a future program, because uh, once again we're running out of time. But maybe in a future program we could talk about that. Um, but what what have we done to generations of children? And you know that was really a concern of mine when when we knew that they had taken children away from their parents and. And while this article does, and they did not investigate the connection, we all have to wonder how there, because there's more than a thousand kids who they can't meet back up with their parents, although they've been trying. And, um, and who knows where those kids are? And I know they've lost track of them. So we've, and, you know, the bottom line is that we all know that something we have to have immigration policies that are humane and fair and um, and are responsive. We also know that we're looking at a presidential election coming up, and we all know that racism works. Yeah. You can raise money on it, and and so so it'll be interesting, but probably predictable how. The, the Democrats are going to handle this whole issue of immigration because if, you know, we're already, as Democrats called, you know, all oh, you want open borders, let anybody, you know, <laughs> and, and that kind of rhetoric is going to ramp up. And, and it's, you know, there's already been talk about why, why there was a congressional hearing this week and um, some of the, the mega folks were talking, were questioning Merrick Garland about why don't you call Mexico um, uh, 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 a terrorist organization because of all the <laughs> drugs that come across. And so, so, so buckle up, folks. We, we've, got, <laughs> we've got a year or so of increased rhetoric like this. It's not helpful. No. Well, see, and see, and just a real quickly now. If see now, if Democrats that do want to take ownership, that of immigration, the thing is, we all know that the key is that we have to invest within the Western Hemisphere. Yeah, we have to help our see our neighbors that are yeah. countries. Uh, we have see that we have to provide incentives. For uh, for uh, Central America, South yeah. America, to uh, create jobs, and so that way that their own people feel 
have and say, hey, do you know what? And there's no need for me to trek to America. Right. Well, and the and the and the the wars. I mean, I mean the, the violence. There's mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot that we could do if we wanted to, mm-hmm. and if there was the political will. And we're going to have to wrap it up. Um, our producer Bill Dolby is giving us the. I was going to say giving us the finger, but <laughs> he's giving us the signal. The uh, that rap- we're out of time. So this rapid. <laughs> um, uh, you've been listening to uh, Frankie and. Um, Oscar, and we've been talking about um, more really immigration-related issues, you can get us now on a number of different podcasts. Check them out. Some of the podcasts, while they're, some of the hosts, while they're free, will only show you the most current um, podcasts. Soon, we have a brand new um, website, by the way, at kyq.org. Check it out. See what you think. Um, and very soon our programs will also be linked there so that you can get us. And uh, we got to say goodbye for the, for the week. Thanks for listening, folks. You can always get us at comments at kyq.org and um, support your local community radio station. Thank you very much, and the bank Bill right. and Oscar. <laughs> and see you next week.